Hello, my name is Chance and you are currently listening to A Chance to Strive. I just want to say to all of my listeners, wherever it is that you are, I do appreciate you. And I thank you for coming back here every week or whichever weeks that you make it here at the end of the day. I'm grateful for the time that you sit here and listen to me. All right, so today we're actually going to go back to one of these IG Q&As. And the one thing I'll say is I really like the IG Q&As because I felt like half the time it's like, I get to actually speak to you guys. And if anybody's been on my platform before I actually started the podcast and everything like that on TikTok, I would reply to comments people had, give advice and stuff like that. And then on my DMs, a lot of the times people think I don't be replying. And in a way, that is kind of true. But the thing is, it's just kind of like, I check my DMs, bro. I just, I try to reply to the people that bring something different instead of just the typical shit. You feel me? But yeah, so it's kind of like, I actually like, the whole idea of like actually speaking to you guys one-on-one giving advice and everything like that so or that's why i like these ig q a type things because they're also so random and as nice as it is to talk about one topic i'm someone where it's like my mind wanders a lot so speaking about a specific topic i don't want it when i plan these episodes out i make sure i actually put the time in for you guys and everything like that but I'm just saying I kind of like this a little more, but I'm going to make sure to keep give you guys both of them. And the fact that we're, we're I'm just going to say this, we're episode eight. We had episode 18 last week, and then now we have our 19th one. This is the 19th one. For the 20th episode, I thought about, I have to do something special. I'm like, I feel like I did some, an hour special for like 10, and then we've had a few hour specials ever since then. So it's kind of like I bring you something new, and then I make sure I integrate that moving forward. So, yeah, so for our 20th episode, we're actually going to stream it live from YouTube. In other words, the little cuts and everything like that, you will get to see it all live and understand the fact that it's like half of the shit is is not as edited as people think. It's like the little cuts are more because, like, I'm drinking some shit and I got a burp or something like that. But, yeah, you guys will get to see all of that. And I will also be responding to questions live. I will give you guys a time on Instagram. If you guys don't know what my Instagram is, it's chance underscore strive. But when you go on there, you'll know the exact same time that I'll be recording. And when you guys could actually come sit and watch it and actually have me responding to stuff you do. I'm just responding on the spot. I feel like that's dope. Uh, but yeah, so let's actually go back to this IG q and I'm going to just go to the bottom and then we're just going to go up from questions that I like and then... I never really try to worry about the time because I feel like it's either I'm keeping myself limited or I'm purposely trying to stretch something. So we're not even going to worry about that. Okay. <laughs> y'all always like, it's like y'all don't fail with the sexual shit. It's just like, I don't mind it. Fuck it. I get the, I get the me that I put out there on social media and why you guys want to hear this type of shit from me. Um, what do you do? I'm not going to say it was from. What do you do if your girl grab your neck and take control during sex? TikTok idea. Even though I mentioned the fact that this poll was literally for the podcast but you know i could still use one of these clips as the promos okay what do i do if i'm like randomly like doing something with a girl like i'm guessing missionary that's why she would have access to my neck like that she just randomly starts choking me during sex i'm not gonna hold you for a lot of men i know that's emasculating but for me I'm not going to allow it for a certain period of time, but I'll give the moment you do it for me, it's kind of like I'm a very dominant person. So the moment you do some shit like that, it me being a dominant person, I'm dominant because I crave that power. Like me doing things to you and like telling you what to do and stuff like that, like talking you through certain things because I'm very much intrigued by that and shit like that. When somebody gra- like when some like if a girl with a random leg grab my neck and try to choke me, I'm not letting you choke me because I'm a dominant person at the end of the day, but I know certain girls where it's like they will do that only because they know it's going to get me to be a lot more aggressive. 
Like, this is the thing y'all don't understand about women. Women knows, they be knowing what the fuck they're doing. They will test your limits on purpose to get the you that they want. A girl knows, like, the moment she tries, she, like, the person I'm referring to, the moment she would ever, like, try to choke me, I would look at it as you're trying to take control at a time where I didn't say you could have control. And for me, it's just like, I'm going to just try to put you in your place. And a girl does that shit on purpose. I There are probably girls out there that really very much enjoy, like, choking somebody the whole entire time. I'm not one of the guys that like that shit, but the whole, if you do that shit literally to like, you know, get me a little wild up. I got you. Like, I got you a little bit. Don't worry. I, so this, bro, this is just going to be mad random. This is actually why I like this. I feel like I get a little more energy when we do this. Um, what are your thoughts on homosexuality? Yeah, I can speak on that. I can speak on that. Okay. My thoughts on homosexuality. Um, I'm going to be completely honest. I was raised in a Caribbean household that was also religious. I don't know if you could see where that's going already, but let's just say I didn't, I wasn't raised in an environment that was the most welcoming to people that chose to divert from what it says in the Bible, if that makes sense. In the Bible, a man and a woman is supposed to be together. And for a certain, for a certain period of time, because I always cared for people and stuff like that, I never looked at people and was like, oh, you're gay, so you're a terrible person. I just had this idea instilled in my head that I grew up from a church where it's kind of like, if you're gay, that is a sin. But at the end of the day, I, I always had the mindset that we're all sinners. So for me, I don't give a fuck whether that is a sin or not. I'm still going to accept that person. But the older I got and the more I started reading and the more shit that I was just being exposed to and stuff like that, it was just kind of wrong for me to even look at it as a sin. And especially, like, especially like I wouldn't say my spiritual my spiritual journey, but my religious journey, where it's kind of like, bro, I remember, I remember what it was. I remember I was probably like fourteen or fifteen. I was at a mall and I seen two gay, like, seen two a couple, and it was two gay guys, and. I watched him, I watched one of them propose to the other. And seeing the smile on the other person's face that he was proposing to, I seen that level of happiness that that type of relationship can bring somebody. I felt like in that moment, I, I despised myself for ever even looking at it as a sin. I'm not saying oh, I'm religious, I can't look at it that way, but I'm saying me looking at it as a sin at times, I'll be like, oh, maybe you shouldn't be doing this. Like I was welcoming it of it, but I was told not to necessarily be accepting or nurture people with that type of mindset when it comes to like being attracted to somebody of the opposite sex. But when you see somebody happy as shit, and for me, I'm somebody who I care about people's happiness. And so it became a thing where for me, as long as you're happy, do what the fuck it is that you want. People are always going to have shit to say about what it is that you're doing. There are people that get shitted on for being heterosexual, for being a straight man. There are people that get the bad end of it for being bisexual. It's like, doesn't matter what it is. People will speak on your position. They'll speak on what it is that you do, your mindset. And for me, as long as you're happy, I'm accepting of that and I'm supportive of it as long as it's not detrimental to your mental health or to anybody else around you physically as well. But, yeah, I guess that really is like my the different thought, pro like I said, thought processes, the different mindsets I've had when it came to homosexuality raised from an environment that didn't necess that wasn't necessarily accepting. I'm being nice by saying accepting. I'm not being accepting. 
I'm being very fucking nice when I say that shit. It was one of those things it was very much shamed upon. Like, if somebody was gay, it was one of those things where you would try to be in the closet for as long as you can because no one around you would necessarily be accepting to that. And also, me understanding, like, when I get got older, I started to understand, it's like, bro, to not be accepted, I know what that feels like. And to feel like part of who you are, part of, and, like, at times, I'm not saying that's the person's whole entire identity, but a lot of the things that's going to come on later in your life, it does play a big part. So knowing the fact that half of the world isn't accepting of that part of you, people around you, your parents, and seeing how toxic Caribbean households were when it came to that, it was almost like, why am I going to be an individual that adds on to that or that supports that type of mindset? Because I understand when people express that shit, it's just... It's just wrong, bro. It's like, it's, it's not your business. Like, you're not the person indulging in that. So why the fuck are you worried about it? And that's one of the reasons why I slowed down on going to church. Because I did not want to surround myself with people that were so judgmental. Like, being religious, bro. Like, I'm going to say this to the church people that constantly want to judge other people. Following God and doing all the right things, right? I respect you for it. And I admire the fact that you have the, that level of discipline to constantly try and do things right. But... Doing all of these things that not just does not justify you in how you treat other people that you think have different views. It's just kind of sick, honestly, especially for somebody who puts himself on this pedestal. Like, I, I know so much. I read the Bible and all this extra shit. And you think at, at any certain point in the Bible, it says to be a disrespectful individual to somebody else, to not accept them. It's one thing to try to advise, like give somebody advice, guide them. To be bringing them down for who they are, whether you think it's a choice or not, let it be up to them. That shit just gets me tight, bro. That's why I kind of had to talk about it for a little bit. All right. So if you watch the same sex porn, does that make you gay? Okay. I think this is different for genders. Like, I'm not even making it a guy, like, men versus women, but I very much think, I know, and it's not even double standards from the perspective I'm going to explain it, I promise, because I know what it sounds like off of it. But for me, it's like, I'm trying to picture a guy watching two other men having sex. If you are not intrigued, in a way, it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't make you gay, or it doesn't make you a lesbian. It just means you're somebody who's a little curious, like, you want to see these things. As long as you're not in the mindset where it's like, oh, you want that to be you, I don't think it makes you gay because that is the part that makes you gay, being attracted to the same gender. Or if you're lesbian, being attracted to the same gender when it's a woman and stuff like that. So for me, I don't necessarily understand it because I'm not the person where I would see no reason for me to watch two other men have sex. There's nothing about that that intrigues me. But for another guy, maybe he's intrigued by something that happens during that, you feel me? And then it's just like... Yeah, I don't think that makes you gay as long as, like, bro, yeah, it doesn't. Um, how do you move? I feel like I actually already see. Yeah, me and this girl already talked about this. How do I tell if this guy likes me? Bro. Honestly, it's like there isn't a one way to figure out whether a guy likes you or whether somebody likes you in general. For me, what I've realized is for you to figure out whether somebody likes you or not, you have to kind of like contrast when they're speaking to the rest of the world and then when they're speaking to you, when they're acting, how they act to the rest of the world and how they act to you. 
I realize there are a lot of different things that certain people do, and it means different things. Like their intentions behind those actions are very different, even though it's the exact same thing. I could buy you a flower, and I it's something that I do for my friends when I really appreciate them in the beginning of friendships. But there's another guy where it's like he would never buy you flowers unless this dude is literally in love with you. So one, it's like those things can mean the exact same thing. So in terms of like being able to tell. It's really just about how that how that person makes you feel and how they treat you in comparison to the other people that surround them. Because I feel like if there's a vibe that is exclusive to just the T, you guys, or there's certain things he does, or just that's just for you, I think that's when a guy goes about showing you how much he actually likes you. So in other words, effort, inconsistency, are one of the ways you'll be able to tell if a guy likes you. Because let's be honest, the whole reason why guys ain't shit is just such a popular term is because... It's very much common nowadays for guys to come come around with hidden agendas. But the one thing you realize is as much as people look as much as guys love the chase and they think it's a whole mission and stuff like that, they're not going to keep it up for long because there's just so many different other options and shit. <laughs> wow. This is actually sick. If you were forced to pick someone to kill, wait, to kill me. I read this. If you were forced to pick someone to kill you, who are you going to choose? Why do I got to pick somebody to kill me? Like, I was looking at this like, who am I going to pick to kill? I thought that was kind of sick, but... Can I pick somebody random? Like, I get the whole, like, dying by your hands is love or something like that. But that is very much back in the day bullshit. It's like, that was just poetry. Like, it, it wasn't realistic. Like, oh, if I'm going to die, I want to die by your... Fucks no. Like, if I love you, I don't want you to killing me. Like, do you understand the damage you are going to go through emotionally? Why would I want to be up there looking at you like, I could have probably saved them. No, I don't want that. Bro, no, I'm not picking nobody to kill me. If somebody's going to kill me, I'm going to make it a random person. And at this point, I might as well just get shot. I feel like you expected me to give an actual name. And the fact that anybody would actually go and pick an Like, I want my brother to kill me. Do you know how that sounds? It sounds sick. Like, at least, like, who would I say goodbye to? You know, that makes more sense. It's like a loving moment. Why am I picking somebody to kill me? No, I'm going to just pick a random motherfucker on the street or some shit like that. Honestly curious about how you think or what is your standpoint on with, standpoint on with overthinkers. I have a whole entire episode dedicated to overthinkers, and it was actually a really dope episode that a lot of people said they was really fucking with. So if you do want to listen to that, I don't remember the episode number, but I might get it after I'm done recording. I'll send that to you guys. Or I'll actually just drop down in the comments. Oh, I'll take the time to say this. I do plan on doing this thing where I reply to every comment on the YouTube channel. And it will be directly from me responding to you guys. That is a promise that I'm making moving forward. Even if I don't respond to it that Wednesday when the episode drops, that Thursday, you will at least get those replies Sundays. And I will start doing this thing where I constantly actually check throughout the things and actually interact with you guys and i also want you guys to use the youtube platform to actually comment what it is that you want like i don't want that to only come through instagram anymore i want to interact more on the youtube channel so when you guys actually have an idea that you want me to like invest in like speak on and stuff like that or even if it's like just a question like not even a topic but at the end of the day, I want you guys to know it's like whatever you want out of this podcast, you can start asking these things throughout the comment section on the YouTube channel. And I personally will get back to those things and I will take note of them where even if it doesn't come the next episode, I promise you, I, eventually it will come. I got you. I got you. I got you. I'm going to show you some love. Uh, what are your thoughts on aliens? I think it would be the foolish, 
foolish. I was about to say foolish. Yeah, just I put two words into one, but it's high, it's high. But honestly, I think it would be very much foolish to think that we are the only motherfuckers that exist in this whole entire world. And this is something you also have to understand about like shows where it comes from like superheroes and everything like that. A lot of this shit is very much somebody that started with a big imagination, but a lot of films, when it comes to superhero shit, it has a lot of science in it. In other words, they are made from assumptions that that weren't even, that that may not necessarily have been figured out yet. But a lot of this shit, like the multiverse, like these are actual theories that are actually being like I was about to say invest investigated. But people are actually like trying to figure out whether these things are actually real, whether they exist and stuff like that. So for me, it's like when I see these things on TV, I start thinking about the possibility of it actually being in real life, and I realize the fact that a lot of the times these things have truths to them. We just haven't made the progress to actually figure out if these things are true or not. But I very much believe in aliens. And I don't believe in aliens where it's like, oh, I believe these motherfuckers are just going to be like all like eight foot ten or something like that. (laughs) And they're all green, naked, with no body parts. It's like, I don't believe that part. Will I be shocked if one day like that gets discovered? No, I think it would actually be dope as shit as long as they have some type of way of communicating. I know we ain't all going to die. But, yeah, I actually very much do believe in aliens. But I think I much more believe in the multiverse, which is why I bought the whole entire, like, superhero movies and stuff like that. But, yeah, I do believe there's probably a multiverse out there. I do believe there's... I probably have a doppelganger out there somewhere. But, yeah, and it's like, even if those things were, like, so far-fetched and none of it could ever be true, the idea that it could possibly be true... Makes me happy enough to make me not want to dismiss that thought. Ah. Legalizing weed. Um, I don't smoke. I don't indulge in anything of that manner. So it's like, yeah, I don't smoke. I don't drink. I have sex. I, I can't really help you guys when it comes to that. You feel me? Legalizing weed. I think the people should make their decision and do it as they please. Don't, don't make me talk about politics, bro. Like, <laughs> Like, y'all don't understand how much I hate speaking about politics. And especially to a big platform. Politics is one of those things where it's like, for me, I've gotten used to, like, being able to project my ideas out there without insulting anybody. When it comes to politics, motherfuckers think you are insulting them the moment you don't have the same beliefs as them. When, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't speak about that shit because I know there's so many people that are like that when it comes to politics. I'll say one thing about what I think um, when it comes to like a new bill that is being passed or something. Just because somebody believes otherwise, they attach their deep feelings. But this affects my grandmother. I don't know your grandmother. I don't care, bro. But yeah, no, nah, I, I stay away from politics. I'm, I'm not doing it. And y'all see my son. I feel like I didn't introduce him yet, but yeah, he's been keeping me company today. It's been mad cute. But uh, okay, topic, depression and anxiety and building safe space community work through that. That is so dope. Like, I like the topic so much to the point where I'm actually not going to answer it as a question. And I will answer. I'll actually make a whole episode dedicated towards that because I think it can go a lot about like building happy habits. And I did say I was going to make an episode that was a little more detailed into happiness. So I think in the beginning, we'll just talk about depression, anxiety, the effects of them. I'll look at it. I'll do research like I do research for you guys. Like, I don't want to bring you guys content where I'm just sitting here saying deep shit. That's why I kind of don't bring up these full, thorough topic topic topics topics the whole entire time but yeah i I will actually make that a whole episode where we'll talk about like the reasons why people aren't happy and we'll look at it from the um lenses of depression and anxiety and then we'll go into how to build 
a better community for you to actually like become happier and actually get away from that shit or at least how to manage it for for now okay somebody um <laughs> i fuck with your name even if i say it no one can actually figure out who your instagram is her name is Jazz Baby. I like anything that has baby to him. Like, you can actually jag it a little bit. Jazz Baby. Um, Jazz Baby say, I said, how the fuck are you so fine? Um, I'm not necessarily sure, but I think it has to do something with some, like, my parents' genetics. Probably has some shit to do with that. I appreciate the compliment over all shit. Topic, building confidence. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like there are so many different things you can do. I can even make a whole topic on it. But for me, I think it's like... There are so much things I did to kind of like build my confidence to, to the point where I got to the point where it's like, does it doesn't, I'm a social media influencer, bro. You can't, you can't make this, you can't make it in this shit. I wouldn't say I made it, but I'm saying like build up, like build up a platform. Like that's the make it I'm talking about. You can't make it and like be that guy that's still very sensitive or be that individual that's just very sensitive to shit people say and everything like that. It's like, I realized my confidence came from me being very certain about what it is about the type of person that I am and what it is that I have to bring to the table. And when you understand your value and you understand your worth from that perspective where I know who I am and I know everything that I can bring to the table, it's almost hard for somebody to be able to bring you down or drag you down. Because it doesn't matter if somebody were to walk in here and speak on things that I probably struggled growing up with and I would probably call insecurities and stuff like that or maybe something I'm still dealing with. It won't do anything to me. And the reason why it won't do shit to me is because I've already accepted that. That's my truth. Like, I'm well aware of it. So the idea that you can say anything that's going to hinder how I feel or what it is that I do, that's just not going to happen. For me, it's like, for you to really be confident, you have to build up this mindset that I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like You really have to just learn how to tell yourself, like, I don't give a fuck what it is that you think. Like, that's where my comfort, confidence comes from is just the idea that I'm not going to allow people that I don't want to affect me, affect me. I want to have that power of being able to control that shit. I don't want you to have that power over me. So for me, I think that's really what it comes down to. Be certain about what it is that you are, about what it is that you get to bring to the table. And a lot of the times I feel like when we speak about understanding your worth, a lot of people think we got to figure out all those things that are very amazing about me. No, part of it is also realizing how much growth you need. That it's a process. It's a development process. And to under, to grow, it's not just to understand what's so amazing about you and to try to polish those things up and then push everything out underneath the rug. But for me, it's like I know what I can bring, where it's like those positive aspects of me. And then I know the flaws that I have that I have to constantly keep working on. And those flaws are kind of what makes you a little more confident because it's like I know I'm not perfect. But right now I'm where I want to be. Or, like, right now I'm aware of who I am, so nothing you fucking say is going to affect how I feel about myself. But, yeah, bro, stop giving a fuck. Motherfuckers are going to speak on shit 24 fucking 7. They will give their input even if it's not fucking needed. And the more you let people push those thoughts into your head, the more you'll realize how much you don't like yourself. And that's why you don't have the confidence. If you will love yourself, it doesn't matter the type of person that you are. You will be confident because you're proud of that person. So a lot of it, realistically, the reason why you're not confident is because of your insecurities, which is why I brought up the whole you have to accept your truths. You have to accept your flaws, as well as those things that make you amazing. <laughs> yeah, bye, but I don't know what the fuck that was. 
Okay, how do you know when the when God Himself placed you in the right? Um, you're, you're, you're asking me how do I know when the right person? What do you mean, like? See, that's very vague because it's very different for me to look at a friend and a partner and try to figure those things out. Like, how did God bring Like, are you supposed to, like, did God bring you? I'm not married yet. I haven't started my family. I don't have kids or anything like that. So I'm not necessarily sure where it's like, oh, I know that this person is going to be the person where it's like you're with for the rest of your life. I think the consistency and how much that person is there and how much they show you they love you day in and day out. And it's not something that they're inconsistent with because it's just something that they want to do. I think when you find somebody like that and they're around for a really long time, that's when you figure it out. And I think that's a realize. I think that's the reason I've realized that at times certain people only come in your life for temp, for a temporary period of time because they will show you signs of them wanting to leave or wanting to walk away from you. Like a lot of people's default setting is to give up. A lot of people's default setting is to walk away. When you realize somebody that somebody doesn't have that in them and they're willing to match the energy you put into them, then I think that's where you start. And then the longevity of that bond or that relationship should reveal itself whether that person is meant to be in your life for anything longer or if maybe this is the end of their chapter. <laughs> that rhymed I like it <laughs> I've been listening to poetry Yo guys I, that, That's the one thing I actually want to do Like I want to have A certain point And in this podcast I come in with certain poems And I read them Like I oh, I'm going to I'm gonna make this promise I don't give a fuck I actually want to do this I don't want to do this I want to see how long I can actually keep doing this for Okay so we're gonna do this thing Where it's like every The beginning of every episode You know how I normally Take my little five minutes In the beginning To do an introduction Before we dive into things Part of that will be Poem of the week I am going to do a poem of the week every single episode. So, like, I'll actually come on here and I'll actually read the poem. In other words, I actually have to search for shit. And then we'll actually do a quick little breakdown. You know, it'll be like the five-minute five poetry session type shit. I read it. We talk about it. And I'll talk about this significance to me and how I think it could help you guys. At the end of the day, like I said, this podcast is for the both of us. It's not, it's not just for you. You feel me? It's like, I like it. But, yeah, I actually think it'll be a dope idea. So, we're going to start doing that every... This is exciting. I'm... Y'all don't actually understand how excited I am. Where it's like, I love poetry. And I realize the fact that lately I've strayed away from that route of being able to write poetry, constantly reading it, short stories and everything like that. But then yesterday I went on a poetry website and I was just reading about a lot of poems about love, um, about loss and happiness and everything like that. And I realized I enjoy poetry so much like it doesn't matter what the fuck it is that we're speaking on what the topic is i love when people are well spoken and i think poetry is this idea where it's like i've always been intrigued by expressing myself and through poetry i realized it doesn't matter what it is that i think the whole entire time i'm trying to understand what this author is trying to say or what it means to me so for me, it's kind of like a safe space. You can open up about anything that it is, and people aren't necessarily worried about whether I agree or disagree with you. Part of it is they just want to know what message you're relaying, you're relaying to them. And the different ways you're able to do that with rhymes, cadences, the way you read. Like, 
that shit is just so tough. And I used to do poetry a lot, and that's the whole reason why I feel like I've I've developed a love to actually speak to people and understand them and stuff like that. And I realized I did a lot of that through poetry. So we're gonna keep doing this shit. Penis photo. Okay. Um. Was the, was was the extra emojis like supposed to be convincing? Like there's like a little low iPhone drooling emoji. I know y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like the eyes get a little low and it's like uh but like he at, he or she added like 15 of them shits acting like that was just going to make me more intrigued to just listen. It caught my eye cuz it was mad emojis, but get some help. Go touch the grass. Go touch the grass outside. But um <laughs> Okay, I can't say the N-word on live, but we're going to say um, ninjas. Okay, ninjas that don't acknowledge the clit. That's not a... Okay, okay. I said topics or questions and shit like that. One, that's not necessarily a topic. I mean, I can speak on it. You know, fuck it. I'll take it for how you gave it to me. You know, I won't, I won't, I won't be selective when it comes to that. I won't be... I'll be... Let's be objective to what it is that you asked. Motherfuckers, I can't find a clit. Um, if you're just starting out with sex... You get a pass. By just starting out, I mean like you have not had sex more than five times. By the fifth time you've had sex, you should realize that at a certain point, anytime your finger crosses that line, there's a little bit of that. You should probably try to explore that a little more. Bro, how do y'all have sex and don't acknowledge the... Sex Ed 101. This is a Sex Ed 101 class. I do this on TikTok and y'all love it. I'm understanding something about the clit, right? It is called... It's it's, it's G-spot. I don't know if y'all know what that means, but you know, like you'd be like somebody, somebody's, somebody's a G, like that's a good thing, right? Like, well, that 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 spot, that's the real thing. Like that that's the real one you want to like entertain type shit. Because when you entertain that spot, whoever it is that's in front of you, you know, they, they start grooving a little more, and you want that. You want to start the engine up a little more. But yeah, say say see, I don't know like how guys like be so like egotistical when it comes to sex and how you speak about it, but then you don't know like the most basic shit that women want during sex. Ladies, this is one thing I'm going to say. I don't, I know it's hard for you guys at times to communicate what it is that you want during sex because you don't want to risk offending somebody. And one thing we'll acknowledge and be on the safest level when it comes to that, I've realized I, I'm the person where it's like, I, I'm a pleaser. Like I'm a very dominant person, but at the end of the day, I'm a pleaser. What it is that I'm doing to you is depending on what it is that you want. Like, for me, it's one of those things where it's like, I will purposely listen to your body as we are indulging in, you know, in, in unholy activities. When I do a certain thing, I know your body reacts to it this way. When I do this, you do that. When I speed it up, you do certain things like that. I'm listening to your body. So the more I see you react to certain things and you like it a little more, I'm going to prioritize those things because if I'm having sex with you, I would at least hope I would want you to enjoy it as well with me. You feel me? Like, it's... It got to be like a double-sided thing. It's not a one-way street. But yeah, just, just speak about it. Like, just have conversations about it. And I'm one of those people where it's like, I don't even want to risk having a conversation afterwards. Like, oh, I wish this happened. Was kind of like, I'm not saying the person regrets it, but this idea that there was more that I could have given you that I didn't kind of fucks with my head. So for me, it's like, bro, like midway during sex, I will ask you what it is that you want. And the reason why I do that, I understand certain women don't feel like they can just say what they want because they're trying not to affect the man's ego. Because I know that certain guys don't necessarily look at a woman telling them they want something as, oh, this makes her better. 
some of them are very close, simple-minded and arrogant, they'll look at a woman telling them what they want as, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. No, everybody likes this shit differently. Like, bro, like, there's not one universal language to sex. Some people want to beat people up while they have sex. I'm not even playing. Like, there are people where it's like, I want to hurt you. I want to see bruises on you. That is what intrigues me. You do what you got to do. I'm not judging it. I'm not even going to speak on it, to be completely honest. And then there are people where they want the lovey-dovey thing. They, they, they want flowers. Like, they want the TV to have rain sounds. Like, they want to feel like they... Everybody's things is different. There's no way you're going to figure all that shit out unless you communicate. And you being arrogant, thinking you can just give anybody what they want, not going to hold you. It does not work like that. Women are very much stimulated mentally, a little more than us with, when it comes to like the physical portion of that as well. Women are more stimulated mentally. For us, it's a lot more of the physical shit. I'm not saying there aren't guys that kind of depend on a vibe and everything like that, but I'm saying for women, there's more of a priority on that part. So make sh- when you give her everything that she wants and everything like that, she feels like you care. It's not even about love. It's like you actually care about what the fuck I want. For a woman, you don't understand where it's like when they understand, I'm like you're going to give them what they want. They get hulked and you don't understand the shit that a woman will do for you when she knows you're willing to do the same shit for her. Because <sighs> I've came across certain people where it's like like some people will be like, Oh, they don't do nothing out of this. Very close-minded. And it's like, you get in that space where you allow them to be themselves completely freely. No judgment. No talk back. What you want is what you get. You'll see how that woman expresses all this shit that she really wants to do to you type shit. Why good men are hard to find and strong women are hard to love. That's actually a really good question. Okay, I'll because it's more of like a Q and A. I want to actually get through a more, few more questions, so I'm gonna give a few sentences on each of one of these things. Um, why do I think good men are hard to find? I don't necessarily think that good men are hard to find. I think it's gotten harder. Like I'm saying, I don't think it's harder to find a good man than it is to find a good woman and stuff like that. At the end of the day, I think it's really equal. It's just about who you come across and the dynamic and the place they're at in their life when you come across them. So I think the reason why, like, I would just, to give you an answer to your question, the reason why I think it's hard to an extent is, one, because of social media. Guys seek each other's validation a lot. So, yes, that validation is going to come from our friends. But you have to understand, even while we're not with our friends, there are more those ideas get through our head. And when we're next to each other, that's when it kind of gets expressed. And when we're on social media, we see, okay, treat a woman in not, not so great Okay, you want to get put in your place, so maybe that means I'm not supposed to listen to you. It's this idea that a lot of people don't think for themselves. So when they look at trends, shit that's happening on social media, the type of content they're constantly seeing, and especially other guys where it's like, people don't necessarily understand that certain shit are done for entertainment. And the people you're looking up to and those behaviors you're literally mirroring, they don't do this in their everyday life. They do it because they know how it looks. Like, it's intriguing to you. You want to watch it. It's fun. But a lot of that shit, men don't nece- a lot of men don't necessarily understand where it's like women constantly want a balance of things. Like, I've realized women want a balance. And that's like, if you, if you were to ask, what do women want? They want a balance. 
like a woman will want you to put her in her place and because that's the submissive part of her where it's kind of like she kind of craves that person who's stronger than her and stuff like that. Like some people get intrigued by that and they like it. But that same girl that that likes that submissive part of her to come out and for you to kind of like be that aggressive person. Well, that dominant person, let me not say aggressive because I know that could be taken in multiple ways. <laughs> Pause. But yeah, and then it's like, there's that part, but even that same woman will at times, she will want you to sit there and listen to her and baby her and everything like that, where it's kind of like you're giving her control and you're doing things for her. There's a lot of that. And men, we don't. And the thing is, the other part where it's the lovey-dovey stuff, the cute stuff, that stuff isn't the trendy stuff. It's not the thing you're constantly seeing trending and everything like that. No, you're probably going to see somebody smacking someone. You're probably seeing someone get choked up. You're probably seeing, like, little teasers, clips of people, like, doing sexual shit. Like, that is what you see, and that's what guys see. And from what I've seen around my friends, a lot of those behaviors that I do see on social media, they start doing that same shit, thinking it's cute. Like, it's just annoying as shit. And further, why is it hard for a strong woman to be loved? I think I can... I'm going to answer this from the perspective that I think I'm aware that you want me to take it from. If they're hard to love, then we're clearly speaking about who is the person on the other side trying to love them. I think a lot of men are very much intimidated by strong women. And I'm not saying I'm understanding to that mindset, but I'm saying I can see where it comes from. Though your whole entire life, you're told that when you get older, you're going to be taking care of a woman. You're going to take care of a family. You've seen your grandfather do it. You've seen your father do it. And you've seen so many other people in your family have those same expectations. And that's what, and they define that as family. And if you're a family-oriented person, you're, you're probably going to try to do all of that shit that you think it takes to get that perfect family or to nourish that family that you currently have if you don't have one of your own yet. But yeah, it's like a lot of men, when they do see that woman, where it's like, oh shit, this is supposed to be me. So it's like they don't know how to act because they don't necessarily know how to treat themselves or love themselves. So they don't know what a strong woman wants. And even at the and even like the very fucked up part of it is just like men want people they can take care of. The idea that this woman doesn't need you, even though it should be something that makes a woman 10 times more attractive. This idea that you don't need me, but every single day you're making that decision to be with me. But realistically, it's the fact that you love me. It's not attachment. It's not need. But it's just love. I think that means a lot more to me. But certain men don't really look at it that way. It's this idea that if you don't need me, then what am I here for? Like some people think their job as a man is just to provide. And when you come across a woman that doesn't need you to provide, you don't know what else you can offer to her. Come lay next to me. We'll talk better. No, thank you. Um, why do you keep hiding your toes? What? my toes why would my toes be out on social media like look look i know people have fetishes and i'm not gonna speak on fetishes but if you want to see my toes just say that don't say i'm hiding them because i don't understand the need for me to just be like see the toe oh nice you see the kicks you see the kicks <laughs> yeah but yeah it's like you want me to just like take off my socks right now put my toes in the camera it's like it's the fuck is up one of that shit uh do you mess with 18 year olds <sighs> I'm 22. The idea of like being with someone who's 18 is not the most attractive thing to me. 
I'm not going to sit here and bullshit my ass off and be like, oh, if I came across somebody who was 18 and they were way beyond their years, like they were actually mature and I didn't feel like I'm speaking to someone who's that, like, f- for me, it's not, once you're legal at a certain point, because I'm not like in my 20, I'm not 25, 30s and shit like that, for me, it's more about a maturity thing. If I'm speaking to you and I feel like I'm speaking to a kid or somebody that I can be your, I wouldn't say you be a therapist, but someone who I feel like I have to teach a lot of shit. I no, I just can't. It's like I know it's by law legal and everything. There's not necessarily anything wrong with it, but I, I can't stand being around. Like, bro, in high school, I hated motherfuckers in high school because I thought they acted so much like little ass kids. So for me to come across somebody where it's like I see those high school kids in you, and I'm like, I've been out of high school for three years. I don't want that shit. So for me, it's not that. Once you're like at that age where it's, everything's legal and shit like that, it becomes a thing for me of like more of maturity than anything else and shit. Favorite personality traits of yours? My favorite personality trait? Bro, that is hard to pick. I don't know. I would say the fact that I'm well... I'll list some traits that I like about myself. I think from what I've been told. So I don't make it this one of those like... People don't black. Oh, he's cocky as shit. From what I've been told. These are the things that I really like about myself. You know, it could, could, be, could be false. I don't know. Maybe somebody's lying to me and I'm just going along with it. But fuck it. Uh, <laughs> I like the fact that I'm. People tell me I'm well spoken. Um, people tell me I'm charming. I think that goes into the whole being well spoken and stuff like that. And I also want the same woman. So maybe knowing the right things to say and knowing how to say them and shit like that, it works. And I'm not manipulative, so I don't do that shit just to get you to feel a certain type of way. All right, all right, we chilling. But I like the fact that I'm a funny individual, where it's not like. Like, oh, I'm constantly up here making jokes, make you laugh and shit. I, I don't do that. I like, a, I like a lot of time where I just sit back and I don't do shit. I don't like being the class clown. I stopped that shit for a reason. That shit was very much fucking tiring. But yeah, I like the fact that I'm a person where it's kind of like, I'll say I'm entertaining and stuff like that. And I constantly try to keep people around me happy and shit. And I, actually, I think one of my favorite traits of myself that even beats everything else is the fact that I'm an empath. This idea that I can pick up on people's emotions very quickly. Because I care so much about mental health, I appreciate that part of me so much because... You don't understand how much it helps you, like, understand when your friends are down, like, how to be there for them, shit like that. It's, like, how to relate to them. Because of that, I really fuck with it. My boyfriend keeps accusing me of cheating on him. I keep proving him wrong, but I'm getting tired. What to do? Say goodbye. Bro, why the fuck are you in a relationship where you're constantly having to prove yourself to somebody? I, look, this is the thing for me, right? When it comes to trust, when in a relationship. I get it if I have to work for your trust, and that's completely fine. I don't come into somebody's life and think, oh, because I'm a dope person, I should, I should be entitled to that part of you. No, at the end of the day, it's about the dynamic that we have and whether you feel comfortable to give me that trust. That's one. So I understand the idea of gaining somebody's trust. But if you never did shit to this dude, you never fucking cheated on him, why are you constantly having to prove some shit to him when you never broke that trust that he gave you in the first place? The thing you have to realize is when somebody constantly keeps on bringing the same shit up and you're doing everything you can to fucking reassure them, it is not about what it is that you do. It's about the lack of confidence that they have, one. And then it's also about the lack of trust that they really have in you. And a lot of the times you have to understand the fact that somebody who's very insecure, it's hard for them to express that trust to you. Because they don't even trust themselves. They don't trust the fact that I'm a good person. I'm an amazing person. I'm amazing enough to make you not want to fuck somebody else. 
for you to understand that ain't shit mindset of trying to prove yourself to somebody when you ain't do shit, that's literally where it comes from. It's this idea that this person is very much insecure or they're not confident in themselves. When people are not, are incapable of noticing their worth, it is also very hard for them to notice your love. Because if they can't love themselves or don't understand the things there is to love about them, no matter what the fuck it is that you love, they will doubt it. Because if they, because in their head, the thought process that happens is if I myself, right? If I myself can't trust myself, can't like this part about myself, can't appreciate this about myself, how the fuck can I trust anybody else to do the same shit? And I've known myself the world, my whole entire life. How can I believe that somebody's just going to come around and like me? And that's the whole reason why a lot of people say it's like, fall in love with yourself first. It's not just about, oh, you need this. But it's more about the fact that when you do come across that person that you're going to spend a shit ton of fucking time with, the rest of your life with, hours, minutes, like all this shit, right? You have to understand because you love that person, you want to get yourself in a position where you can love them. And it makes it hard to love somebody when you're not sure if they love you or when you're constantly doubting that shit. But yeah, you just just, got to make sure you take care of your loved ones. You got to make sure you do everything possible for them. But you see how this looks like love, right? If I was a person that was always angry, I wouldn't be able to nurture this baby like this. I've been touching his eyes, so this isn't probably like the best look on love. Yeah, but um, I just want to say I appreciate you guys for this episode. And I was also like, I really do love when I actually do these episodes. The idea that I get to speak on like so much different shit. It keeps me on my toes and I'm like, shit, I got to actually know what the fuck to say back to this. And you can even ask, you can ask the producer. I don't like to actually skip questions and shit like that because I feel like that would be very superficial if I'm only like putting answers that I know y'all are going to appreciate. Y'all going to get the raw part of me. Some of y'all might take that the wrong way, so I'm going to say pause. But I just want to say I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you for coming. However long... If you didn't listen the whole time, you wouldn't even get to this point. So I don't know what I'm about to say for however long you watched. Oh, no, you might have skipped. That counts. I was thinking ahead of myself. But, yeah, I appreciate you guys for listening, whoever it is that you are. I want you guys to have an amazing rest of your week. Be great. And like I said, please, I want you guys to use these platforms on YouTube to comment what it is that you want, reply to things, what it is that you feel like. Like I said, this is a therapy session for me half the time when I do speak on certain things. It's my way of letting it out. And I'm just lucky enough to have a platform. I want you guys to use it the same way where my comment section are a safe place for you to say anything that you're thinking about. And this idea that you know you're being heard. And I will make sure you guys feel heard by replying to everything you guys say. That is my way of trying to show that love. and Well, that is my way of reciprocating that love and appreciation that I have for you guys that you guys show me. Thank you for being here. In general, thank you for being here. I appreciate you. <laughs>